Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 7, Episode 14 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Smoking. There is no German title for this episode. Um, and the IMDb user synopsis is, Eric tries to help Chandler after the young minister learns that his father is dying of lung cancer, but Chandler rejects Eric's aid and pushes him away. Lucy accepts a date with Chandler's chain-smoking, tattooed brother, Sid, guest star Jason London, in order to make Kevin jealous enough to propose to her. Elsewhere, Annie is shocked when she finds a pack of cigarettes in Simon's bedroom. Lastly, Ruthie's friend Peter begs her to lie and not tell his mother that he smokes. So, what was your first impression of this episode? Um, so obviously this episode is all about smoking, and it's basically a massive anti-smoking advertisement. Um, it's very much like the same arguments that we get in a lot of media, like, especially, like, after-school special ones, where you have, like, like, a movie or a TV show showing a character smoking or drinking, and it's supposed to be cool, we have, like, that. But then we also have, like, caricatures of people that actually smoke, which we'll talk about when we get to, um, Ben's new girlfriend. Um, I don't know, I don't really have anything bad to say about this or anything good to say about this i think i will say though that the main storyline i think was clearly supposed to be about chandler and it didn't hit at all like it was not compelling or something i wanted to watch so yeah okay so let's jump into it with the cold open which starts with um so would we're not going to hide the ball on it because why not? Yeah. Because so Chandler's twin brother Sid rides into the promenade on his motorcycle, and when he gets off his motorcycle, he sticks a cigarette in his mouth and he lights it. And the Rev is walking by doing some shopping, and he sees all of this, and he is absolutely horrified because, of course, haha, big joke, case of mistaken identity. Um, is it Chandler, you know, oh, what's Chandler doing? He's also got, like, a, he, t- he takes off a jacket, and you see he's got, like, this big tattoo on his arm. So just, like, every bad stereotype about, like, what a bad person looks like or does. Um, and that... No, there's a couple of things yeah, that happen. Yeah. So uh, in the Camden house, we have... Um, Kevin Luce. and the boys making... No, that's after the cold open. Okay. So first we have Lucy, uh, like, being sad because she has no ring and Valentine's Day is in a week. Um, and she hasn't, she's having that conversation where uh, Ruthie very aptly says, dating you is more stressful than being a cop, so you need to lay off of him because if you keep on pressuring him for a ring, then he's going to leave and we'll never see him again. Meanwhile, Annie smells smoke uh, coming from... Kev- the garage apartment. And that's where Simon just was, so she thinks that Simon is smoking. Uh, and that's where we are at at the end of the cold open. So let's start by discussing Ruthie's storyline. Yeah. Um, so we see Ruthie go, she's coming out of a movie theater with Peter, and they're talking about the movie, and they say, like, the animation is really cool, but Ruthie's unhappy because. Um, apparently these animated characters in a children's movie were all smoking and drinking. Um, and Ruthie is like, that's just to make people think like kids make, make kids think that smoking and drinking is cool and it's not. And that's so disgusting. And people who smoke are very stupid and smoking and drinking is stupid. And Peter is just kind of like, 
Haha, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and Ruthie is like, well, don't you agree with me? And Peter finally is like, oh, yeah, that's all so dumb. But uh, later we find out at the Dairy Shack that Peter actually smokes himself. Yes, and he is 12 going on 13 next month, so he's kind of young. Um, but anyway, Ruthie is horrified. She's like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore if you're going to keep smoking. Um, and Peter basically begs Ruthie not to tell his mom. No sooner than he's, like, telling her, don't tell my mom, Mrs. Petrowski, Paris Petrowski shows up to pick them up. Um, and Ruthie, I forget, Ruthie says something that, like, can be read into, and they could have figured out that Peter was smoking, but, like, he, they cover it up by saying, like, oh, Ruthie's really got to get home so that she can do, like, a school report. Um, so Ruthie... Goes home and she calls. Late. Well, before well, she calls um, Paris, uh, Peter basically like she basically tells Peter that she can't be friends with someone that is smokes or hangs around people that smokes. So their friendship is now over. And Peter's only thing is, please don't tell my mother. And he's like, she said I won't. But immediately she turns around and she calls Paris. Um, she lets uh, Peter's mom know that. Peter's smoking and that he sh- like she should do something about it and keep him away from the people that smoke and uh apparently that's what I guess like he he gets yelled at or whatever I don't know somehow his mother gets through to him because the next we see of him is uh him thanking Ruthie for ratting him out and saying that um he would rather quit smoking than be the kind of person who Ruthie doesn't want to be around. He wants to be like, you know, he wants to be someone that Ruthie can be friends with. And it's, it's cute. Like they hold hands and she walks him to the door, whatever. They're 12. Yeah. And I (laughs) guess, and Peter is going to stop smoking. So good for him. He's quitting while he's ahead. Um, so we'll do, uh, I guess we'll do Simon. Simon doesn't really have a storyline here. No. So we'll do... He's uh, an accessory. He's an accessory. Accessory to smoking. Um, We'll do... I think we should do Ben and Kevin next. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, Ben is back in town. Well, I guess we should have known from the end of last episode. Yeah. Um, Apparently he's been back and he didn't tell uh, Kevin that he was coming. And he's again back on the West Coast to train a rescue dog. Why are all the rescue dogs on the West Coast and not... On the East Coast is my question. And why is Ben the only person in the entire Buffalo firefighting unit that can train train the dogs? (laughs) And so many questions about this. Anyway, we also learn, because of course it's Seventh Heaven, Ben has a new love interest in Glen Oak. So he's also back visiting her. We learn her name is Betty, um, and that's who he's been staying with while he's training the rescue dog. So Kevin's immediately suspicious because this is the first he's hearing of Betty, and Kevin knows that uh, Ben has a notoriously bad taste in women. Uh, we later meet Betty at the promenade, um, where we immediately find out what her bad characteristic is. She is a smoker. Um, and we that's, like, I guess, not harmless, but it's harmless as... She's only hurting herself, yeah. really. And, uh, but immediately we know that Kevin's, like, raising his eyebrow at that. And Ben's like, like, let it be. But it kind of goes... A little too far. And it goes into the bizarre territory. (laughs) Because they're at the dairy shack having dinner, and they're sitting outside, and she's smoking while she's eating, which is, like, 
even, which is really disgusting. I don't, like, you yeah, know what, I don't yeah. really care if people smoke or not, but that just seems so... Well, you're not tasting, you're not going to taste the food. Yeah, <laughs> you've just got a mouthful of smoke, but... Anyway, um, one of the other customers asked her to please stop smoking because he's allergic. And she says, you non-smokers think you own the air. <laughs> and she's like, oh, don't you know, thanks to you, like non-smokers that now the smoking section in California is the outdoors. So thanks a lot because they are outdoors. And then she's like, so you have to get used to the fact that I'm smoking here. Like, I'm not going to uh, change my ways because of you or whatever. So they leave, and Kevin's kind of, Kevin's like, you know, like, they, because she's like, it's my God-given right as an American citizen to be able to smoke. And Kevin's like, yeah, but it's also everybody else's right to be, like, free from secondhand smoke. And we and get... And then he cites some facts from the Surgeon General on the American Lung Association or whatever. Uh, Betty is a bit, like, I don't want to deal with this. So she goes... So they go, they decide they're going to go back to Betty's house and hang out. Well, I would just like to talk about this, like, plot point they get from... <laughs> yes, it was very silly. So she go. she's like, Let, I have to check my messages. So she presumably uses a payphone to call her house phone, call the house phone to check the messages. And then comes back, she's like, it's not working. I think something's happened. Maybe it's a burglary or somebody's robbed the house. So that's why they decide to go home. When they could have easily just been like, I'm tired, let's go home. We get to the house, and it ex- doesn't exist. <laughs> it is just a smoldering pile of house parts. <laughs> the only thing left is, like, the door. The door frame. It's very comical. It's very dramatic. And Yeah. So she does not give a shit. And we find out that the cause of the fire was a lit cigarette that was left in an ashtray. She kind of just shrugs it off and is like, okay... And Ben's like, my clothes, all of my things. And she's like, yeah, I mean... I lost my stuff, too. And then they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, well, that wasn't my house. I was house-sitting. So she's burned down somebody else's house and doesn't understand the severity of that. And Kevin's like, are you kidding me? And then she's like, it's not my house. It doesn't matter. Like, it happens. You leave a lit lit cigarette around and the house burns down. And, uh, yeah, I think the thing that, like, makes it even worse for Ben is that there's firefighters everywhere, and he's a firefighter, and there's that. And they know him. Yeah. Yeah, because he spent time with the Glen Oak Fire Department before. And so he, so basically... That's the end of that relationship. Kevin's like, uh, yeah, you guys are broken up now. I mean, it's not even so much that she was a smoker, but everything else she did was outrageous. She calls him a wimp and then walks into the house that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) The ashes of the home. Um, We'll talk about, I guess, Lucy, Kevin, and... Lucy and Kevin now. uh, Because they they have a bit of a storyline. So... Remember from the cold open, Lucy and Kevin, uh, well, Lucy is pressuring Kevin for the proposal, and apparently Lucy is so worked up about the proposal that she's gotten on everybody else's nerves in the house as well, and they're also pressuring Kevin about the proposal. So Kevin's basically like, can you please just lay off of me? And um, this kind of leads, well, Lucy's like, She's at Pete's Cafe, right? At the pizza place? Pete's Pizza. Pete's Pizza. No, no, no. They're at the pool hall. No, wait. She's at Pete's. And uh, Sid walks in and kind of spots her and is immediately drawn to her, which isn't realistic. Um, (laughs) And obviously we have another mistaken identity case. Where she's like, Chandler, of course you know me. (laughs) Ha ha ha. But anyway, she finds out it's Sid. Um, He's like hitting on her she's like i have a boyfriend i'm almost engaged and he's like oh i still have time 
and he decides that he will leave her alone if she agrees to go out to, like, no, one she, date with her, with him? It's because, um, so... I don't know. It's... Chandler's been writing letters to her, his brother about what's going on in Glen Oak, and she's like, ooh, what's he saying about me? And he says, I'll let you know what he's saying if you want to date with me. And she's like, I'm about to be engaged. So she says no. But then he gives her her number, and his number anyway, just in case. And, um, she goes home, and she meets up with Kevin, and she's like... I'm sorry, I've been so crazy about the proposal. I just, you know, like, get, like somehow, like, changes the topic to, oh, I just got asked out by, did you know that um, Chandler has a twin brother? And, like, Kevin's like, no. And he's like, oh, he just asked me out. And he's not having any reaction. And Lucy's really mad that he's not having any reaction. Uh, he's like, he's hot, he's sexy, he's gorgeous, and this guy's asked me out, and he was looking at me like he likes me, and you don't care. And Kevin's like, no, because we're together. Lucy's like, yeah, but then you flipped out when Chandler and I were talking in the church. But now if I go on a, you're, if I go on a date with this guy, you're not going to care. And Kevin's like, I'm not. You're jealous. Yeah, I'm not you. I'm not you. Uh, and Lucy, because she's Lucy, needs to make everything the worst. So she's like, fine, I will go on a date with him. So she goes on a date with Sid. So they go to the pool hall. And when they're there... Lucy learns a little bit more about Sid, like facts that were already revealed in the episode, such as he's a recovering drug addict, a recovering alcoholic. Um, he has been like sober for the past five years. Um, and we learn that he's in town. Well, we already learned in Chandler's storyline, but we know he's in town because um, both him and Chandler's father has been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer after smoking three packs of cigarettes a day for the past however many years. Um, so they, like, talk about that, and Lucy is like, whatever, man. Well, basically... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna get engaged to Kevin. Well, he... So Sid is like, okay, that's about me, what about you? And Lucy's life is, I go to school, and sometimes on the weekends, I go shopping. And she's like, oh, we have nothing in common. And he's like, clearly, you've been staring out at the door the entire time. Like, you're just waiting for your um, boyfriend to come in and, like, beat me to a pulp because you want him to be jealous. But it's not working, is it? Uh, I want to take a brief interlude to go into, like, the twins, Annie, and the Simon storyline because it connects to the end of the Kevin and Lucy one. So, as we said, Annie smelled smoke. And she then spot like she thinks it's simon and simon's like no it's not me uh later then she confronts simon in his bedroom um and simon is like no i promise you i'm not smoking it's stupid i wouldn't do that and as soon as simon like simon has to go to work when he leaves she walks in and the twins pretending that they're smoking and she's like oh my god this is awful where did they learn this and she goes and she looks in Simon's bedroom, and in the top drawer of his, like, dresser is a pack of cigarettes. Um, so she's like, ha-ha, I knew it. Um, meanwhile, Simon gets home from work, and he's like, I would have no idea where those came from. Um, and we learn that the twins say that they saw someone smoking, and at first it's unclear, and then they say, no, we didn't see Simon smoking, and then it's kind of left a mystery until Kevin comes home later, and Annie is pissed with him. So Kevin has started up smoking because he's tense, stressed, and feels pressure. Because this is what Lucy does to people. 
Um, <laughs> and Annie's suggestion is, you need to marry her, <laughs> because that's actually going to make anything better. Um, so basically, Annie put, like sets the law down and says... You're not going to live here. You're not going to be a, you're not going to marry anyone. And I don't know. She's just like, you're not going to live in this house if you continue to smoke because I don't need to expose any of my children to that. Because apparently he thought he was hiding it, but the twins saw him by the trash can and that's not allowed. Um, Lucy overhears this conversation. I don't know how, by the way, because she's, <laughs> she's like at the pool hall. <laughs> Cause she's okay. So. For those of you who have watched 7th Heaven or are watching with us, but just like a lay of the house, they're in the kitchen having this conversation, and the thing that connects, there's a kitchen, then there's a hallway, and at the end of the hallway is like, I guess the, what is it? Foyer. Foyer, where where there's a staircase that leads upstairs. She's sitting on one of the steps of the staircase and somehow hears this conversation from which with this foyer in between, this hallway in between. And they aren't raising their voices. It's a normal voice. And like somehow she hears this and she's like, smoking? I'm leading you to smoke? And Kevin is like, well, yeah, (laughs) basically. Um, so they have, they come to an understanding where he's going to stop smoking and she's going to get off his back and she's like, you take your time and do what you need to do and I'll stop. But then she's like, but if we don't get engaged by the time Roxy and, and he's like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. It's like, Lucy, you never learn. Um, yeah. So that's that. But cutting back into, I guess what is supposed to be the main storyline, which is, um, Chandler. So, first, I guess we should like get rid of the misunderstanding between the Rev and uh, Sid. So, the Rev, right after the cold open, the Rev pops up to Sid, and he's like, what do you think you're doing? And the Rev obviously thinks it's Chandler, and he only gets, and like... And hijinks ensue. Yeah, until Chandler shows up, and suddenly the Rev's like, there's two of you! And Chandler's pretty... No, I guess a Briton abrasive's not the right word, but he's like in- just abrupt. Yeah, he's just short with you know he doesn't really want the Rev talking to Sid too much. Um, we Sid is like, well, uh, Sid says that he came into came to Glen Oak to give some news to Chandler, and uh, the Rev is like, what kind of news? Uh, Sid starts to say it's something about their father, but Chandler cuts him off before he can finish his thought. Um, so obviously. Chandler doesn't want to talk about his family, um, and for one reason or another, it's not immediately clear. Um, well, Sid also says, oh, is this the guy that hates you? Um, so, and this apparently is news to the Rev, when the Rev's not done anything to make, like, Chandler feel welcome. So the Rev is now on a crusade, and he kind of goes around town trying to figure out if people think that he hates Chandler. So first he goes to Lou, and Lou's like, I refuse to answer this question. And he's like, I just want to, because the Rev is like, I just want to help him. Something's up with his father. And Lou's like, I don't have any information. Your best bet is to ask Chandler. And Rev's like, well, Chandler won't talk to me. And then Chandler kind of walks up behind behind him. And he's like, please stop butting into my business. You, like, stop pretending that you're my friend. You, like, haven't cared about me before. You've actually hated me before. So there's no need to do this now. Um, then the Rev goes home and he asks Annie and the twins if they think that Chandler hates him. If, if he hates, hates Chandler. Chandler. And the twins do, ugh, <laughs> the very annoying twins are like, yes, you hate Chandler, because they can't speak for some reason. 
Um, and... Oh, I'm sorry. We missed something. But um, in in that conversation with Chandler and the Rev, Chandler's like, okay, you want to know what's going on? I'll tell you. And this is when we learn about everything with the dad and about Sid and his N.A. and his double A. Uh-huh. Um, so Chandler, I mean, the Rev then tries to talk to Chandler again at the pool hall with, uh, when Chandler's on a date with Roxy. Uh, Roxy's looking great, by the way, in this episode. Uh, I, she did some. She did some new stuff with her hair. She kind of. She lost the bangs. That was it. Yeah. Her bangs were not doing really much for her. Uh, that's what Annie needs to do. Annie also needs to lose her bangs. Um, so the reference is again trying to like get like gauge where the where where the Chandler is at and like figure out what where what's going on. And Chandler, I keep on calling him the Chandler because um, I feel like I want to say the Colonel. <laughs> and Chandler pushes back and says, I know what you're doing. You finally find found something that's wrong with me. You found my weakness and you just want to use it to exploit me and get me out of town or like make me look bad in front of people. Um, you like thought you were jealous of me or you've hated me for a long time. Stop lying. Stop pretending to be my friend. We're men of God and it's kind of sacrilegious for you to be here right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually, I really liked Roxy in this scene because... She kind of calls the rev out, and she and he's like, "I'm only trying to help." And he, she's like, "Do better." Like you have you have made him feel so unwelcome, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Like everybody in the town feels like you're doing this. Like you're you've been very self centered lately. And the rev finally gets good advice from Sid, where we learn that <laughs> Chandler and Sid have daddy issues. Yeah. Um, and Sid basically says, look, like, we got pressured into doing things my dad's way, and I went towards drugs and alcohol, and Chandler went towards belief, and basically we both have issues with, um, men, like, male authority figures, so you have to push back when he pushes back, and that's how you're gonna help him. While this is happening, we have some, like, nice, supportive, like, scenes between Roxy and Chandler where Roxy's being there for her man. Um, and then the episode yeah. ends with a final confrontation between the Rev and Chandler. Yeah. Um, so Chandler kind of breaks... Prior to the scene, Chandler like kind of like breaks down to Roxy and is like, oh, my dad. Um... So after that, the Rev comes up and sees them, and they kind of make amends or something. Well, basically... Like, the Rev is like, if you need to talk, I'm here. Well, he he and the Deacons got together and bought him a ticket to go... Visit his father. And because he should be... Because it's... Him seeing his father is not to forgive his father, but so he can, like, get past it when his father eventually dies. Um... And Chandler's like, thanks. And the Rev's like, I know that I haven't done right by you while you've been here, and I'm going to try to do better. And Chandler's like, well, now that I'm going to visit my father, are you going to come back to the church? And the Rev's still like, nope, not yet. I just, they have been elongating the storyline for so long, the whole Rev is not going back to work thing. And we all know it's going to happen. That's what I'm thinking. Like, the ha- show's on for 11 seasons. Right, so... Something must happen for the next four seasons. Um, that is pretty much it for this episode. Uh, do you have anything else? Do you want to talk about? No, it was just a little too after-school special. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I said in my yeah. first impression. Yeah, and um, just kind of the hitting. You know what? Let everyone do what they want. I mean, obviously, Betty the smoker is not. Oh yeah, not a good person. She was evil. Yes, like, she kind of looked evil. She looked. She's very pale. <laughs> she did. She she had like yeah, she she had like kind of dead eyes. Yeah. Well, Clearly. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, oh, no. I guess the way that we've ended this episode now, um, Ben is staying in Glen Up for a few weeks, so I'm assuming we're going to have Jeff Stultz in the episode, like the upcoming episodes for a bit. Yeah. So, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. All right. So, um, what are you going to rate this one? Um, mm, pretty boring i'm gonna give it like a 2.5 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a three because i don't know i no you know what i'm giving it a two (laughs) i was gonna i was just trying to think i was like it had its moments and then i started thinking about it and i was like no it didn't have any moments not like nothing about the chandler rev storyline was compelling nothing about the chandler um roxy storyline was compelling the only like fun kind of bit was finding out that Kevin was the one that was smoking <laughs> or that like Peter a 12 year old is smoking and obviously the whole Betty thing was a like, <laughs> fucking trip yeah. but like otherwise oh fun fact um this is the first time that Jason and Jeremy London have ever been on screen together as twins or ever and uh Jason London Jason yeah, Jason, Jason. Lund, Sid, um, and Rachel, Rachel Blanchard, who plays Roxy, were in a Carrie sequel together. <laughs> Which is on my to-do list now, to watch that. It's called The Rage, if anybody is interested. Um, so you can check out what bad boy Jason looks like, or bad boy Sid looks like, uh, by checking out our Instagram or Twitter. Our handles on both are at Cast Show. Or on uh, Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. We are here every Wednesday and Saturday with new episodes on the iTunes Apple Podcast app, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tammy. I'm Eric. This is CamdenCast. I know there's no greater feeling than the love of